So this podcast will be going live on the 1st of June. So happy new month, everyone. Uh, wow, this this year has definitely not given us a chance to take it all in, has it? It's just swiftly passing by. And with everything that is happening, it continues to take a toll on many of us. And I want us to talk a little bit about that in this episode of the Human Interest Podcast. Have I said hello? Hello. I'm your host, Evelyn Womboy. to start off this episode with the fact that we have in the just concluded month of May had a special focus on mental health. March was the mental health awareness month and specifically this year the focus was on being kind to your mind. It's been a lot you know with depending on your context lockdowns, restrictions, isolation, social distancing, simple things that we took for granted like high fives, holding hands, you know travel, our traditional handshakes, our hugs. A friend of mine recently asked how I was surviving without hugs because if you know me, you know I'm a hugger. But I guess this is what the new normal looks like. How it's affecting our mental health, though, is another thing altogether. And those are some of the questions that I've been asking. How has the new normal affected mental health? How are you being kind to yourself first before you're being kind to others? And how has this kindness helped you maintain mental health? It's a mix of many dynamics. There's a group of people who have found time to rediscover themselves through hobbies, you know, cooking, knitting. You'll hear about that in a few, by the way. (laughs) House renovations, cleaning, rearranging. There's some who are taking time to replenish their body and mind. So they're taking walks, um, yoga, meditation. They're strictly drinking eight glasses of water, uh, doing the 10-step Korean skincare routine. (laughs) Um, Ask me about that another day. There are also those who are sort of escaping it all. And TikTok has been home for many of those who are just looking for an outlet, something fun to take them away from it all. And my sister has something to say about that in a few minutes. And there are also those who honestly have been overwhelmed by it all. Those without any help, without time to escape because they are busy trying to hold everything together, you know, working from home, homeschooling kids, tending to toddlers, house cleaning now that the house managers are probably left, cooking, you know. So by the time the day is over, they barely have time to shower at the very least. So you see, being kind to your mind means different things to different categories of people. And I asked some of my close friends and family to describe how they have been kind to themselves during this period in the hope that you might pick something and go, aha, I'm not alone. Or maybe I should try that out. Or, you know, just that the opportunity to feel that despite the distance and despite the isolation, we are not alone in our experiences and in our feelings. So here are some of the people that I spoke to and asked about their perspective and how they have been kind to themselves during this time. My name is Rael Lumbur and I'm a journalist. I remember less than three months ago, before Kenya reported its first case of the coronavirus, taking my medication, putting it aside, telling myself that I'm not going to use this anymore. I'm going to focus on meditation and just 
positive energy and putting myself in a space that has a lot of positive energy. I've had a lot of mental health issues uh, after I gave birth to my third child. It's been quite a journey of, first of all, not knowing what's wrong with you, not knowing why you your moods are up, your moods are down, and sometimes you're feeling irrational, and sometimes you're very anxious. And it took me a while to know that, oh-oh, okay. It took me a while to go to a doctor and for a doctor to prescribe medicine. I was suffering from anxiety. So it's been it's been a journey winning off because it's been a self-purposed like winning off. Like I decided I'm not going to take this medicine anymore. And I'm going to focus on meditation and taking care of myself. So during this period, I've mostly been working from the house and I've mostly been around my children and, and just having, creating time um, to just be with myself, creating time to meditate. Through this one, one and a half year journey I've had, I've learned that meditation um, really helps put you in a better place, having time for yourself, having time to reconnect with yourself, to look deep inside yourself and and tell yourself it's okay. And when you feel like you haven't done much, because one of my triggers has been a feeling of inadequacy. Those moments that I feel inadequate, I remind myself of the little things that I've achieved over the years um, at my age. And I, I say, okay, fine, I've, I've done that, okay. I've just been down for a week. Um, let me just get back from where I stopped from. So just recognizing that you, you've come a long way and there's more that still can be done. And for me, this space, what I'd tell uh, anyone who's listening or anyone who has this, take time to create um, some time alone, to meditate and to reflect on yourself. Um, for me, my meditation is, uh, all sorts of med- meditation, I believe, is interwined with spirituality. And meditation can take different forms. So for some people, it's yoga. For some people, it's spending time with God prayer. So whatever works for you, as long as you, you, you're connecting to your inner self or to a higher being, um, can work. My mantra for 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 this period and for just moments, whenever you have those moments, is that you have to keep pushing. There are going to be bad days, there are going to be good days, but you have to keep pushing. Next up is my longtime friend who is no stranger to this podcast, Anne Mawade. I have a personal mantra that drives how well I cultivate a good relationship with my mental health. I do remind myself regularly that the one person who deserves love in its raw form is me. If I can love myself wholly, then I will have loads of love to share with others. And for me, loving myself means taking care of my health. Of course, I didn't just wake up and find myself here. I have been tossed and turned by ill health. I have been refined. And now I can authoritatively say my mental health is 80% my responsibility. Of course, it, it, it sounds easy when, you know, I say these words. It's definitely difficult living within my own set rules and regulations, but I try to take care of my mind and reach out to others as well. Uh, one of the things that I do um, take very seriously is yoga. It's a ritual now. Thanks to you, Evelyn, for introducing me to yoga. I have a mat in the room where I work from home and it is where I begin my day and it is where the day ends as well. 
So I'll be doing my yoga right after this before I go to bed. I have taken up knitting. It is a newfound freedom. There's something about knitting the needles and patterns and the repetition that just gives you that thrill. There's something about seeing things form to something useful that just makes you relax. I can't quite explain. Then something else which at first felt really radical, I learned to say no. Before I would take on things and accept to do stuff, you, you know, just be nice. But I realized being nice was killing me slowly. And so I learned to define my space and defend it. You know, it doesn't have to be confrontational. It's just to be able to say no. And I think it is powerful and it helps you be able to take on the things that you're able to deliver on. Yeah. And finally, my sister, who in the process was trying to convince me to join TikTok. Hmm. So how I have been coping with these uh, weird times of COVID-19 uh, pandemic is surprisingly through TikTok. <laughs> and before you start judging me, here is my reason. TikTok is a way to stress relieve yourself from this pressure of COVID-19, from this pressure where you cannot go visit people um, and socialize. So TikTok is a virtual place where people are socializing through music and uh, doing dance moves and lip syncing there and making jokes, uh, funny videos. <laughs> you laugh your heart out. I mean, it's a fun place. I mean, I think the TikTok, um, uh, is it a producer or inventor? Is a very smart person. It has really helped uh, during these pandemic times. Uh, you'd find, for example, the number of takes you will have to do <laughs> to get the correct thing. If it is learning those new dance moves, whoa, you will have to do so many takes for you to get the correct thing if it is cramming those lip syncing words you have to listen and listen i mean by the time you're done listening and redoing this dance move so that you can uh post the actual perfect uh, video whoa trust me hey, you've taken quite a number of minutes or is it hours yo so um, during that time that you're busy cramming uh, this dance uh, words or you're busy learning these moves for a minute for minutes for hours you have forgotten that you cannot uh, go visit your family members you cannot go out and have lunch or um, go have uh, on a road trip with your friends you have forgotten that you cannot do that but your mind is not focused on making this uh, perfect video so for a moment you're in this bubble that everything is um, going on well and that's why I feel that TikTok is helping you uh, express yourselves um, and not bottle up things that will explode uh, later after this pandemic, especially if you're living alone, uh, you're not bottling up things. Um, yeah, and that's why for me, I felt that TikTok has helped me. Don't know if it is a generational thing, <laughs> this millennial, generation Z kind of thing. I don't know uh, if that's our vibe, but I've seen old people also in TikTok doing it. 
parents i'm telling you guys are dancing with your parents grandmas are also doing the challenges there it's very fun and um it's a good way to still have fun uh during this stressful time and not lose yourself on um unnecessary thoughts or overthinking things i mean it's a fun place and you should try it This turned out to be a therapy session, <laughs> but I hope through it all you have felt lighter and or stronger to keep going in whatever fashion that works for you. Yes. If you know someone who needs to hear this, please don't hesitate to share this episode with them. Stories of people and life in general usually have a way of uplifting people and especially during such times. And also, if this is your first time here, please feel free to listen through previous episodes. And I assure you, you will find one in here that will speak to you. And while there, please subscribe, review and leave a comment. I would love to hear from you. If you have a story you would want to share with me, also don't hesitate. Just do a small audio and send it either through my email, thehumaninterestpodcast at gmail.com or my Instagram, thehumaninterestpodcast. And while there, please follow. Being kind to your mind doesn't end with Mental Health Month. Be kind to yourself all the time, every day. And remember that you cannot give what you don't have. You cannot pour from an empty cup. You need to be kind to yourself first if you want to be kind to others. Right? You've been listening to the Human Interest Podcast with me, Evelyn Mumboy. See you next week. Bye-bye.